Well, the, I definitely have seen a trend for, for a number of years now where focusing at least on the corporate space that I mostly deal in that boardrooms that a, that a few years ago would have been uh, a projector and projection screen are now becoming LED walls. Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today we're joined by Paul Kelly, sales engineer with DGI Communications. He's going to talk about the AV installations he does in the corporate campuses, a recent project with Dactronics and PTC, their VR tool for visualizing projects, and more. And we're here today with Paul. Paul, how you doing? Good. How you doing, guys? I'm doing pretty good. Matt Anderson's over here. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing good, Justin. Excited to talk to Paul here today. Right, right. Paul, we want to get your origin story to start off with so uh, listeners know who we're talking to today and have a good background. Could you tell us a little bit about your, your history and how you got to where you are today with DGI Communications? Sure. So uh, like like many people in the industry, didn't really kind of grow up having this plan to be an AV, but um, sort of ended up here. And how that kind of came about was started my, my career in 2003 um, in IT. And at that point in time, the, the company I was with in the IT department started getting more involved uh, in providing AV services. So it gave me exposure to it. And uh, my, my background of, of uh, being in IT, I kind of really gravitated to video conferencing and digital signage streaming, other sort of IT-based AV, if you will. And uh, I really just fell in love with all that type of stuff and geeked out over it. And uh, since that time, I've, I've kind of t- continued to stay in this space, um, working way through different roles first as kind of moving into a field service technician, uh, then into a sales engineer role. And now the, the role that I play at DGI, which is kind of two hat sales engineer with uh, account management as well. Okay, and then kind of diving into that that title you just said for being at DGI Communications right now, can you explain maybe, it can be high level or as in-depth as you want, is kind of what, what does that role mean and kind of what are your uh, areas and responsibilities? Sure, so uh, it's a little unique in the sense that uh, it's, it's definitely account management, so I'm part of the sales team uh, and represent a number of uh, Generally, corporate uh, is my, my primary vertical, but clients, and uh, they oftentimes have more of a need and uh, value uh, a representative that is more technical and is able to sort of get into the weeds a little bit with them. So um, I do a combination of account management, also do a lot of designs myself, but um all of the AV designs I do are, are generally just my own uh, for my projects, and then uh, also have you know fantastic team of other inside um, resales engineers, uh, project engineers, and everybody else uh, that gets involved in the project once it's actually sold. Okay, and when we're talking about these projects, you mentioned the they're kind of AV, and that's kind of what um, DGI Communications does. What's the scale? Are they um, you said some corporate things. Are they like corporate lobbies? Are they smaller, somewhat LCD type applications or bigger LED applications or all, or everywhere in between? What, what are we dealing with? Yeah, we're, we're you know, everywhere that you mentioned. Uh, so DGI has two divisions, actually. We have our technology division, 
And then we also have a separate InVisuals division. So the InVisuals division does everything um, that is not technology, if you will. So it's a print-related stuff, and that's actually how the company started in 1994. Okay. started out as a large-format uh, print graphics company, so doing things like uh, retail displays, trade show graphics, window frosting, uh, corporate interiors, environmental graphics, all that sort of thing uh, is how the company started. And then uh, in 2002, uh, no, I'm sorry, 2008 is when uh, DJI entered the technology sector. So uh, that's when kind of started getting into audiovisual integration and had been in that space until 2015 when we got some new ownership. And uh, since that time, we have really exploded and growth uh, in the, the AV uh, integration side of the business, especially. And we've got about 145 employees uh, between the two businesses. And it may, from the outside, seem a little kind of strange that uh, print and, and tech and how does this kind of work together, but uh, it, it really creates or has the ability to create uh, a, you know, amazing experiences and spaces. So uh, rooms that can be themed to have the necessary technology, but also have vinyl wall wrapping uh, that is the branding for whatever the the corporation is, and also uh, acoustical treatments to make sure that the technology that's being specified is getting the most out of it. So we do this a lot, even with LED video walls, in that it's a, a large LED wall but it's flanked either above or on the sides by uh, a lot of print work, creating this, you know, really piece of art. It looks, it's amazing. Yeah. That's interesting to hear the, both sides of it. It's like, as uh, the communication medium in those spaces kind of evolved from print to digital, you guys were right there with that evolution and kind of picked up the technology as it came along. And you, like you said, you still do the vinyl to help go with those video walls that are, that are in the room to help brand the entire space. And, that kind of leads us into our, our next topic is uh, a recent project we worked on together at PTC in their corporate office. Can you tell us a little bit about that project? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that particular project, uh, we've been working with PTC. Uh, so PTC is, is a computer software and services company. Uh, their headquarters are in Boston, but they're, they're a gigantic global technology company, mm-hmm. uh, 6,000 employees all over the globe. Um, and in their headquarters in Boston on the 17th floor is it's their uh, customer experience center. So it's, it's their showcase and where they bring uh, clients in to uh, experience amazing technology that they're creating. And in two of the conference rooms there that had been built um, probably a couple of years ago now, there was originally uh, LCD video walls put in. So uh, those were done originally as part of a much larger project. Um, but since that time, uh, again, this is their customer experience center. It, it needs a wow factor. And um, it just, they weren't getting it with the LCD. So uh, those bezels were minimal, but they're still there. So uh, through conversations with them, um, you know, it, it came to light that, you know, we want to be able to see a seamless image when we're doing presentations in these spaces. So uh, that's why we uh, wanted to, to go in the right solution, which was a uh, large LED video walls. And I'm always kind of curious too, Paul, is, 
is when these projects come up, sometimes customers may vary. I mean, this is a, a technical company, so maybe they have a, a head start over some, but when they did the LCD wall and then thinking LED, do you find yourself answering a lot of questions to people as to try and, you know, you mentioned bezels, but what is the difference between the two technologies and why would you go with one over the other? Absolutely. I, I think in their case, it, it wasn't, uh, you know, I'd say they're definitely a step ahead of, of many others, um, but that is that is something that, that we're explaining very much on a, a, a regular basis, the, the difference between, you know, LCD, LED, pixel pitch, and um, importance of, you know, the right pixel pitch in your application and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and it, I'm sure the use case makes a difference of what they're looking at, too. And you said at PCC, it was their corporate experience center, and they wanted the, the technology um, to, to kind of show things off there. So where is the display installed in that space? Is it, is it mounted on the wall and, and how are they kind of using that or what's the plan to use that? So they are, um, the, the, the customer experience center is a complete, uh, 17th floor. It's a, it's a large half of a floor. And, um, this includes sort of a walking area through a hallway with a lot of sort of stations, okay. um, so where the LED walls are is kind of a little bit behind where this hallway is. There are two, or there's some others as well, but there's two larger uh, conference rooms where uh, these LED walls are uh, wall mounted. And the purpose really is that it's a transition between a customer going through sort of a walking tour to being able to be brought into these conference rooms to sit down and to now you know, go through uh, whatever resonated on that that tour and be shown on up on the video wall, speaking about it in more detail. So um, people need to quickly, easily go in, have a great experience for the visual, um, whether it's a local presentation that's being done or they're quickly hopping into, you know, a video call as well because it's uh, tied into a video conferencing systems as well. And we, and we joke about sometimes people just call, you know, when we get down into these, these finer pixel pitches, um, people call them big TVs still. I mean, I think yeah. we've heard it from other customers is <laughs> people just refer to as big TVs. Is it, is it something you have to kind of, I wouldn't say put their minds at ease, right? But when it's going in a, a corporate setting like this at the end of a conference room, it essentially needs to look like a big TV, right? Like it's an LED display being mounted on a wall, but you got to make sure it ties into the space and just, and doesn't look like it's a huge I mean, like a huge installation, but it essentially looks like a TV up against the wall. Yeah, at the end of the day, it needs to be, you know, seamless and, and not only from a, you know, a no seams in the LED wall itself, but a nice frame around it so that, you know, someone who doesn't, you know, understand LED is going to walk in the room and just think, you know, how did they get this gigantic TV in here? <laughs> yeah. Because it just looks like a gigantic TV. <laughs> did you get that from Best Buy or how did you get that thing in here? <laughs> yeah. Into the crane. Right. <laughs> right. So you mentioned some of the, the seams or bezels as things that we want to look at and, and features that were important to either have or not have. Were there any other main features for this PTC installation that you guys had to look into when looking for LED? Uh, those were the main requirements. Obviously, um, brightness was a, another important piece. Um, you know, they sort of uh, had a, a baseline already from having a, an LCD video wall previously, and we're competing with, um, you know, these are outward facing rooms, so there is a decent amount of ambient light that, that can come in depending upon the time of the day. And it's also the 
17th floor. So there's great views of Boston. So they don't want to have, you know, room darkening shades closed all the time. So mm-hmm. we need to, to ensure that, um, you know, the, the LED wall that was being going in was going to provide a level of brightness that would not, um, hinder the room being, uh, not being able to take advantage of the fantastic view it has also. It makes me think of, I'm trying to remember the customer that talked about this a while back too, but you had mentioned, you know, when it's competing with the sun mm-hmm. and you got to make sure you can see what's on it if it's during the day, especially, which is probably right. Business hours, customers visiting is the, a customer was trying to decide one time of, well, yeah, these look good if it's dark and cloudy out or nighttime, but I would rather not have to worry about the weather to determine if the, the content <laughs> can be seen or not. Right. So it's like, how about just go with the one that looks great in all of them instead of just picking a couple? Absolutely. Right. You can't guarantee that it's going to be cloudy out and you can keep those windows open up on the 17th floor and have a great experience. (laughs) Um, So maybe you touched on this a little bit. You said you kind of got it up there with a crane or or however you got the display (laughs) up there. But uh, what was the installation process like in in working with Dactronics to to make it happen? Uh, It was fantastic. So uh, this had the, I'll say the added added challenge of happening during the past year and a half. So this was happening uh, during during the pandemic, which obviously uh, introduced, you know, other challenges of, um, you know, there were travel restrictions in place uh, and stuff like that at the time. So from the get-go, um, had, you know, great communication is always where, where it starts. And uh, Daktronics and, and uh, the team that we work with there uh, had been fantastic throughout the entire process. Um, there were some some, you know, like I said, unexpected hurdles that we had to uh, deal with during that time, uh, specifically related to uh, the pandemic going on. And Dactronics was was able to be very flexible to, um, you know, uh, provide alternative solutions. And uh, a, a big part for us, too, is uh, there's a local presence uh, here. So for not only that install, but you know, later on down the road, should should something come up, um, knowing that we have um, you know a presence that that is locally that can be uh, called upon is is hugely valuable. Especially you mentioned during travel restrictions and having someone that doesn't have to travel far, right, definitely does help out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's that you know it it, it had, was a very real consideration at the time because you know even even state to state um, there were there were restrictions in, mm-hmm. in place and. You know, someone coming in out of state would have had to, to, you know, quarantine for 14 days before and after, and, and that's a, a much bigger undertaking than, than coming in for a few days to, to assist. And and thinking back on this project, too, in general, is this, uh, Paul, the first time that you've worked with Dactronics on a project, or how did that kind of come about? So it is the first time we work together. Uh, we have, as a, as, a, as a company ourselves, as DJI, we've been doing LED walls for, for quite a few years all over the U.S., but um, this was the first instance where we uh, got to work to, with Tactronics, and kind of how it came about is we are, as I mentioned, the, have been working with, with PTC as their uh, AV integrator for uh, quite some time now. Um, the need came to light that, you know, we need LED, and through conversation with them, um, it just kind of came to light that well, you know what, there's, there's actually sort of a, a, a history with, um, with Dactronics, um, 
using some of uh, PTC's software in some shape, way, or form. I'm not sure what it is, mm-hmm. but um, it was like you know this this is you know Indactronics is you know known as an industry leader in digital display manufacturing. So it was sort of a, a no brainer to like yes let's let's see if we can um, you know speak with Actronics, see if we can get this worked out and um, you know happy to say that you know that it all went uh, swimmingly from, from the get-go sometimes starting a new relationship um, with with a manufacturer can can be challenging but this that was not the case uh, here at all which is uh, fantastic yeah it's, it's great to hear that and obviously great that we were able to work together on this project at PTC and um, if I can take it back to this uh, corporate campus installations in general um, how have you seen those changing over the years with like you said, even this customer experience center, they wanted LED and they decided they wanted to improve from LCD to, to LED just because of what they were trying to do. Had you seen that coming from other customers or or do you see that as kind of a trend or what is the trend in that space? Well, the, I definitely have seen a trend for, for a number of years now where, um, uh, again, kind of focusing at least on the corporate space that I mostly deal in that um, boardrooms that, uh, that a few years ago would have been uh, a projector and projection screen are are now becoming LED walls. Um, you know, prices have have come down from from where they were a few years ago. It's it's much more impactful, uh, much more of a wow factor. So that has already been been going on for some time. Like I said, uh, for the past few years, been seeing that, um, and that is impacting sort of the LCD as well. Um, again, depending upon what the application is maybe a reception area that traditionally would have been an LCD video wall now is flipping and, and going and becoming LED. And obviously it opens the door to, to more possibilities as well, since we can now, um, you know, doesn't have to just look like a large TV. We can mm-hmm. use video wall processors and everything else to more abstract and, and cool projects uh, with LED. Yeah, I was just going to ask um, you if so, they were going beyond just some of those boardrooms and, and going into some different spaces. And then you said they were doing some more abstract things. So that's interesting to hear, too. Yeah. Um, you know, again, kind of pairing it with the, the print, um, it it's allows to create, you know, a much more uh, unique experience. Um, so that kind of had already been going on. Going on um, but the, the other things that we're seeing sort of on the, on the corporate side is, is now a shift also with, you know, hybrid workplace and hybrid working. This has become sort of a, a very big, you know, word or phrase that's being used uh, lately in, in understanding and trying to help clients define and, and develop a, a corporate strategy to, to define what that means um, so that uh, expectations have just grown because of the pandemic. Everyone's been home on their webcams. <laughs> and now as we return to the office, clients don't want to go back to this you know, camera at the front of the room uh, that's just providing, you know, this far away view of people at a table. So um, they want a more realistic and inclusive experience. So um, foresee more uh, installations where LED is being leveraged to create sort of a, I'll call it a dual display layout where extra wide um, mimicking dual displays uh, on side of walls instead of front of walls with uh, automated camera tracking and stuff like that so that people are sitting in these boardrooms and instead of looking front of room as sort of just a single large wall, 
they're looking at an ultra wide on sort of the other side of the table, creating a more immersive experience uh, when they're in the calls. And it kind of seems like we've heard from some customers in the, in the different markets that we help out with too, is there are some things that seems like from the pandemic that before it happened, we're kind of on a trend or we're going, but they got accelerated because of that. And I'm like, it's kind of make me think about what, when you were talking about, yeah, there used to be, you know, the camera in front of the room, everyone there, a little bit of tracking, but due to everything over this past year and everyone being remotely, yeah, it seems like the, the usage of the screen stuff has to evolve with that as well. Cause we talked about it before the show today of the, it's varying. Some places are, are getting people back into the corporate space right now. Some are doing a, a hybrid, like you said, a mix, some aren't ready yet. So it's one of those, how do you still keep everyone together uh, when they're not all in the same place? Yeah. And I think most, most companies are, are realizing that, you know, even a, a full return is going to include some percentage remote um, based on some, some surveys that I've read about um, sounds like 22% is, you know, uh, what is being expected. Mm-hmm. But again, that's, that's much more than, than it was um, prior to the pandemic where maybe there was one person remote or two. So um, having those people on just a, a display, even if it's, even if it's a 98, um, it's a single display and they're in a, just a box there in a large room, it, it gets lost. So mm-hmm. um, being able to have a more immersive, more inclusive uh, experience via a, a large ultra uh, wide video wall and um, either one or multiple cameras utilizing AI auto tracking and everything else. Um, I think that, that, that true inclusive uh, experience is, is uh, achievable for those right types of uh, spaces. Okay, what we say too is there's there's still a place for LCDs, right? I think we're kind of talking about when it gets to the we say LCD wall when you're doing a three by three or exactly. whatever it is, and it's because I mean even in our sports stadiums, right? There's times where we put in an LED display, but we know it makes sense to put TVs all throughout the concourse because you're going to have like 200 of them. You're not going to put. I mean, we'd like it if it was 200 exactly. LED displays around, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. there's definitely a time and place for the different technologies. Absolutely, yeah. For I mean, doing tons of huddle rooms, small, medium, those those types of rooms are are you know are, will will remain and continue to get your your traditional displays because it's the right solution uh, and and fits the space. Yeah, and when people are kind of looking at all these solutions for their space. Um, is how do the how do you kind of show them what it could look like is is it like uh let's let's talk to the customer find out what they're thinking and put together some renderings or or do you have something else that you're kind of looking to use to help show them what those displays could look like in their space so we have a a very unique uh software um called modus which uh, is a virtual reality design software and it allows us to uh create spaces ahead of construction in virtual reality, and that can then be consumed in multiple ways. So what's very unique about software is that it is it is dynamic, so that we can design utilizing a floor plan and ceiling plan if, if it exists, building it, uh, the walls, and then everything is then added to the room in VR. So what I mean by that is, I've got my VR headset on and my hand controllers. I'm in the space, I'm adding a table, adding chairs, adding the video wall, adding uh, all the technology, all the decor, and uh, can then, and this is being built in a matter of like an hour or two at that, wow. if that, um, 
So that is a, a huge piece as well that um, things that we can explain until we're blue in the face and kind of try to show pictures, it, it becomes so much more impactful when we can, you know, the best case scenario is we can get someone to come in, put a headset on and actually join the space and be in VR. And mm-hmm. it, it's mind blowing. Like you have to like, try not to sit down in a virtual chair because <laughs> but it is uh, really, really immersive. Um, but, you know, especially in the past year and a half, getting people physically in place is, has not always been possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've been leveraging, you know, unified communication solutions like a Zoom call or a Teams call to, to build the space and then uh, show uh, remotely the decision makers, you know, this is what your room looks like. Let's move to the head of the table. Let's put some content up on that display, you know, and we can, you know, help clarify and drive that decision making towards the right solution because, you know, to people that work in the industry all day, every day, we kind of know that like, you know, yeah, you get a 30 foot room, 55 inch TV is not going to work in here. Um, <laughs> but to sort of a client, maybe they're like, no, I, I think that'd be fine. I got one in my house. Let's uh, get there. So um, being able to actually show them that, no, this is not going to work. And here's why uh, it, it's much more powerful. And it's extremely powerful in, in video wall applications as well, because we're able to you know, verify sight lines. Uh, and we've even built in some uh, tools for pixel pitch. Um, so we can't, utilizing a, a VR headset, you can't um, discern the difference visually between a 0.9, 1.2, 1.5 because mm-hmm. of the, the, just the resolution of the headset. But uh, we have tools in the software so that it's going to do the calculation so that if we put a, a 1.5 in and put content up there and then run this uh, tool, which puts virtual heads in the seats, it's going to show either green or yellow or red, depending upon where those people are in if it's a uh, acceptable pixel pitch for their experience. So again, it helps to visualize things that just aren't possible otherwise. This has been extremely successful in uh, quite a few projects that we've you know rolled this out probably a, a, I think a couple months right before the pandemic hit. And, uh, and uh, since that time, we've had quite a few projects that started out in VR, construction has since finished and it creates a an experience of like oh I recognize the space when I walk into it hmm. when it's done it's just as uh is is natural to them yeah this this is all music to my ears because Justin knows I love VR type stuff we uh I've had a VR headset for ever since I had to clip a phone in <laughs> and yeah. do that for a while and I got a oh okay got a one right now and I remember when we were getting when we were building our house, even the, the manufacturer would take us in there and they would put the headset on. And it was almost like you were saying, it was like, all right, here's your kitchen. What color cabinets do you want? Do you want to do that? And you'd walk through and it's just, I feel like there's a benefit to something like that, especially when, when the something doesn't exist yet. Right. And this kind of ties in my new question of you probably do a mixture of renovation and new builds. Is it people really like that for, like a a, ver- a new building where they're not sure what the whole area is going to look like, or do you see kind of a mix of when you, when you use that tool? It's absolutely a mix. Um, it, it's definitely used in, in both situations. 
And there are, I mean, there, there's a lot of VR software out there. A lot of architects use it, uh, different types of software. And it, it's all it's not bad by any means. What's, what just really differentiates this particular software is the fact that we can change everything in real time. So when we build this space in a couple hours, we get all the decision makers either into it you know, with VR or on a call. And that through the course of a half hour or one hour meeting, we're, we're making all those design decisions then. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of other software, it, it looks fantastic. But if during that meeting, someone said, well, what, what would it look like if that, uh, that wasn't a, a single video wall, but we had a, you know, a, a five by five instead of a two by three or whatever on another wall and mm-hmm. that meeting would have to come to an end. Someone has to go back to the software, render it again, <laughs> yeah. and then come back. We're able to simply grab that, move it to the other wall and change the sizing. And it's, it's done in seconds. So it, it, it just speeds up the decision-making process exponentially and at a time when we're always kind of in uh, tight timelines to begin with, that if we can speed up that process, um, it just has huge uh, improvements on the back end for the execution side. Absolutely. And again, it gives everybody a warm and fuzzy feeling too, because <laughs> yeah. with a particular application where uh, an architect during the course of a project dropped the ceiling by eight inches than what we were planning. And we had a particular size uh, video wall planned and there was concern about sight lines and everything else. And um, do you make the wall smaller and play it safe or uh, do you have the proper size and be concerned about the sight lines? We were able to build it in VR, actually sit at different locations in the table and verify that yes, we will have a clear sight line and able to kind of sleep at night during that project because uh, it, it, it had more confidence that there weren't going to be surprises and issues. Absolutely. And I could definitely see how that tool would be useful. There's a lot of times we do conceptual like pictures, like we started out saying, because yep. a lot of customers aren't sure what pixel pitch or what size. So we go into a lot of projects even, and we're proposing maybe four to five different sizes and trying to show the conceptuals and the renderings of like, all right, here's what it is. If it's 14 by 20, here's what it is. If it's 12 mm-hmm. by 30, like you go through these different variations of being able to do that. I could definitely see is very helpful. Um, I'm trying to, yeah. Think, yeah, it is. trying to think back. Um, when we talked about this one, your first project working with Dactronics, and we joked before the show today too. Um, but my marketing mind also wants to ask though: Had you heard of Dactronics before? And then, have you ever? Uh, did you end up coming out here to visit our corporate headquarters at all, or come to South Dakota? So, um, have certainly heard of Dactronics before. Uh, like I said, have been in the industry now. Um, since, since 2003-ish, so um, certainly knew the name. Um, so that is part of the reason I felt very good about, you know, going with with this partnership, um, uh, that I had kind of faith going in that it would be a, a good experience and was happy to say that, that it was. Uh, and I've not had a chance against kind of, this kind of came about during the pandemic, so, not a, not a great time to fly, but uh, I have not been uh, out to, to see the manufacturing process. I uh, was invited out by Peter, so uh, certainly hope to get out there at some point and see how it's done. And uh, I have been 
been to South Dakota uh, okay. in the past many years ago, uh, <laughs> but it was uh, because of um, some family out there and doing probably the South Dakota greatest hits tour of, you know, Mount Rushmore. Uh, the Corn Palace? Uh, <laughs> Did you go to the Corn Palace I at all? I don't remember the Corn Palace. Oh, okay. No, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... It, it, I, I, yeah, I'll just never forget kind of <laughs> being able to never seen land so flat, being able to just see to the, to the horizon uh, with no obstructions in the way. It was very, very cool. That's awesome. We'll definitely have to get you out here because there's, I mean, there's, I'm thinking back to when you said about this, this virtual reality tool, right? If some people might not be able to tell the difference between a 0. 0.9, 1. 1.2, 1. 1.5, we, during this last year, we um, built a showroom where we lay all these out because we would have a hard time probably telling that too, unless they're always side by side. And that's definitely one of mm-hmm. those, as you probably know, with LED, some people just don't understand until they see it in person. But knowing that's not yeah. always the case, especially over this last year, sometimes it's just kind of nice to see them all stacked next to each other. But Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic uh, tool to be able to have to, to show people in, in person to be able to walk by and see it because yeah, it, for, for people that don't have that experience or, you know, accustomed to, to knowing what the different pixel pitches are, um, being able to see walk from a 1.5 to 1.2 to a 0.9 or whatever next one, one after another is uh, great. Yeah. And, and Paul, I just wanted to thank you for coming on today and talking about um, all of these different things, the partnership, the corporate spaces that you work in and uh, what we did with PTC there. So uh, thank you for joining us today and, and sharing um, all, all that you know. Yeah, you're, you're very welcome. It was nice speaking with you guys. All right. Thanks, Paul. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 